Hey Mavens, we are back and we are so excited. You guys, we have missed you so much. Thank you so much for being patient with us as we prepared for both of our babies to come and as we took our maternity leave. It's been so great. We're both doing really well. Our babies are both healthy and happy and growing big and chunky every single day. So thank you guys so much for continuing to support us and we are just really excited to be back. Time really does just fly by. I can't believe I now have a three and a half month old and Kristen has an eight week old. It's just insane. We have missed you guys. It's been a freaking hot minute, but we have a really good episode for you today. This episode was actually recorded clear back in July before the babies were here, um, but we never actually got around to editing it and getting it up because life is crazy sometimes. And it's about time we get this episode up because it's a real good one. We're so excited for you guys to listen. Before we dive into this episode, let me introduce you to our Master Mavens membership, launching January 1st. Our only goal with this membership program is to give you Mavens the resources and support necessary to help you build the business and life of your dreams. We will be sending out self-coaching resources straight to your inbox two times a month. These worksheets will help you take everything we are discussing and put it to work in your business. You will jump on a group coaching call led by us two times a month, gain access to our community of master mavens via Facebook group, receive exclusive discounts for online courses and in-person events, including our summits. And if you need any further support in your biz, we will have the option for one-on-one coaching calls. Our master mavens membership will go on pre-sale December 18th at just $39 per month. This will be the forever price that you will pay, which if you think about it, that's just about a dollar a day, which we know you all have. Starting January 1st, the price will be increased to $49 per month. If you want to receive more information and be the first to know about our pre-sale, text Master Maven to the number 801-845-3480. We can't wait to see you in there. Welcome to the Beauty Mavens podcast. Kristen and Madison are creating a space where the beauty obsessed can feel empowered to dream big and achieve their goals. It's awesome. Interviewing other mavens in the beauty industry to discover their secrets to success and how they got to be the expert that they are. Brought to you by a sister duo of estheticians and entrepreneurs. Here's your hosts, Kristen D'Oliveda and Madison Annis. Today's guest has been in the beauty industry since 2012 and lashing since 2014. She launched Bua Beauty, her own eyelash extension product line and trainings in 2015, and then relaunched it all at the end of 2018 with all new and improved products and a brand new lash course curriculum. She runs that and maintains a small clientele to keep her hands warm in lashing and model work for content creation and teaching modules. She's obsessed with business and helping others to grow theirs, especially helping them level up their current service to gain their dream clientele. She's a huge dog lover, married to an insanely supportive husband with an almost two-year-old daughter. Please welcome to the show, Elise Carter. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome. We're so excited. We were chatting before, and this is going to be a really good episode. So I'm excited. We were like, we need to stop and record this, because this is good stuff. Also, they're doing construction above us, so if you hear some some weird sounds in the background, it's just, that's what's happening. Okay, so we're doing high-lows. I'm ready if you are, if you want to do it. I'm not ready, so you go first. Okay, 
My. Are you ready? Uh, I'll be ready. <laughs> a high from the week and a low from the week. Okay. Okay, so my high is that we had the Beauty Event Summit and that it is over. I'm so excited. It was really awesome. We had girls fly in from all over Arizona, Texas, Kansas City. That's like, awesome. they came from all. We were like really shocked. More than half of them were not from Utah. So it was really cool. The summit was amazing. Everything went really well. But like the relief of not having to plan anything else for it, like just having it be done, that is my high of the week. So so glad that's over with, but it was amazing. And I am excited for the next one, but I'm glad that I don't have to worry about that right now. And my low is now that that is over with, my next big project is having a baby in 10 weeks and I have nothing ready so <laughs> that's my low that I am running out of time like I was talking to my client today and she was like like is the nursery ready I'm like I have a crib and she's like oh well they have a place to sleep I'm like no there's no mattress <laughs> it's just a cute crib oh my so gosh. yeah not even that they don't even sleep in the crib though for the first yeah. three months no I have a bassinet yeah. though we're good you don't really need yeah. the nursery till like you're ready to you know transition them. okay good you're, you're making good. me feel better I got yeah. 10 no. for everything else <laughs> okay my high like, I don't want to say the summit because you said the summit, but it really was so fun. Just meeting everyone. And I just love seeing people like take themselves and their business serious. I think it's so cool. And like I was, we're, so we're speaking at LashCon in cool. October. And um, I was doing a story like promoting it whatever and I was like thinking about it and I was just like every time because it's kind of expensive it's I mean and our summit was expensive and it cost money to fly out there and to get a hotel and like I was just thinking about Kristen and I have spent like thousands of dollars going to like conferences and trainings but I was like I've never regretted a single one and I've always taken away from it way more than I've spent like it's always been so worth it so I don't know if that counts as a high, but it's just no, like, I, I just feel like I, I, don't, I guess I was just like really inspired this week by the girls who came to the summit and by them like investing in themselves and their business. And it was like, yeah, I want to go to more things. Like I love, we love doing that. So just remembering that and being grateful for that, I guess is my high this week. And then my low is, I don't really have a low. Oh, I guess. Okay. My, I have a really big raspberry patch. This should be my high, actually. Poor thing. <laughs> a really big raspberry patch. No, but the... Um, what is that? There's, Am like, I raspberries. So? Like, oh, my gosh. I was thinking, like, skin. <laughs> on your body? I was like, what is <laughs> like, raspberry patch on your skin? No, like a, like a big... Oh, my gosh. Uh, she, like, moved that's this amazing. house that has, like, a full orchard of every fruit you can imagine. Like, it's a... Huge. Like, I'll go out there and I'll get, like, a gallon bucket full of raspberries. That's amazing. Every day. That's amazing. Yeah, but so, so the cool. the low is that it's, like, over now. Like, they're, they're only oh, really yeah. through July, so now they're all small and done. <laughs> but I get a second batch in September. But that's, so that's kind of sad because it's been so fun picking them. But, yeah. That's awesome. And eating them and making and lots of jam. to spend five bucks for a teeny little box at Costco. Seriously, they're so expensive. I know, but I get it because picking them is so much work. <laughs> that is so funny. I'm like, what is a raspberry patch on your skin? I'm like thinking about skin Yeah, no, that's funny. <laughs> that's they have like little funny. things called like strawberries and stuff. So On your skin? Yeah, like, oh, you really? know when babies are born with like the red things? Oh. 
They call them strawberries. <laughs> well, I've heard that before. That's funny. Okay. Okay, so you my too turn. Far off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm trying. So I would say my high would be. Um, I went and had a girls' night at the Grand America, and it was incredible. Oh, Have you guys been to Grand America? Before? I've been so pretty, but I didn't sleep over. I like went for a bachelorette party. Yeah, it. You like walk in and you feel like you're just in like a temple or something. Like it's just marble. Every it's like so pretty. Yeah, so that was my high because it was so much fun. And then I would say my low is I am like not sleeping at all. <laughs> oh. Like I don't know if my mind is just it's just going constantly and I can't sleep this whole week and i don't know if it's the whole have you guys heard the whole mercury thing yes i was happening. just watching someone's story about that yeah and i've been like so emotional this week too so i'm like that's gotta be it. i'm gonna <laughs> blame that for it no but so yeah i would say that'd be my low yeah because i need but that's i need hard. to get sleep in yeah I'm, we feel you with yeah. the not sleeping right now yeah yeah <laughs> and that's a totally you guys are like probably way uncomfortable <laughs> <laughs> yeah I get it. <laughs> no, it's rough though when you wake up and you're like, I just toss and turn all night. And like, now I'm comfortable was, and yeah. I have to pee. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I'm still tired. Okay. Yeah, that did nothing for me. <laughs> okay. Well, we're so excited that we're, I feel like we've been talking about doing podcasts for a long time. So we're yeah. excited that we finally yeah. got you here. And I know you've done a lot in the beauty industry. You've been in it for a lot of years. Mm -hmm. So can you tell us kind of your story quickly and how you got started and then Mm -hmm. how you are to where you are now? Yeah, I'm like, I could make this like five hours long, but I'll like (laughs) condense it like super, super short. So I did go to cosmetology school. And then after that, I took a lash course um, with no intentions, like at all. I just wanted to put it on my resume to get a good job at a salon and everything like that. And I was actually like interviewing for like what my dream job was like in cosmetology school, right? Mm-hmm. And you had to do a big interview and then you had to do an audition and everything. And so I was like in the middle of that and the next day, and so I got it, right? It was like my dream. Like that's what I was like working for in cosmetology school. And then I took a lash course just to add it to my resume. And literally right after I'm like, I think I could be good at this. So I actually turned that job down, <laughs> which is crazy. I didn't have a clientele. Like I was a receptionist at Toyota at the time. And yeah. I doesn't make much money. You know, it was like very part-time and minimum wage pretty much. Mm-hmm. And so I just started lashing and I just wanted to see where that would take me. So we got rid of our, we lived in like practically a studio apartment. And I was like, we have to get rid of our kitchen table because <laughs> my <laughs> massage bed does not fit in here. <laughs> and so we did that and I pretty much lashed out of my house for a long time. And then my I just built and built and built and then it came to a point where I'm like it was like when volume lashes started becoming a thing so I think it was like a year after I started or like a little bit short of a year I learned volume lashes I picked it up pretty quickly and then I just started getting the idea to have my own product line because I honestly feel like I'm kind of I don't know how this is gonna sound like I kind of like to be in charge And I like want to know what I'm using and I want to be able to like go straight to my manufacturer and tell them like what's up with the product. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I started dabbling in it and it's crazy because um, it, it went kind of quickly and then I've learned like over the years that manufacturing is a way bigger process than people even like think. Mm -hmm. You can get anything labeled. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You can grab anything and label it. But 
Um, anyway, so that took forever to kind of just get the product where I wanted it and I kept testing it and trying it and I would send it to like all my lash friends and see if they would try it and if they liked it and then I started doing like someone approached me about a training and so I did a one-on-one I was like I don't know how this is gonna go I had no manual I had nothing I'm like you can come over and pay me like I don't know like (laughs) should I charge this person you know what I mean so I like did a little training and she just had to write notes as I was talking and it just kind of evolved from there and I feel like that's when lashes started to be like really booming in Utah mm-hmm. and so I did a lot of courses that were just like they were packed full like I had to have people come and assist me and then you know I partnered with people and I have a whole long story with that and I I've, I've been through like the a lot of ups and downs with my business um and then I got to a point Sorry, is this like answering yours? No, yeah, you're good. It's really good. Okay, so then I got to a point, and I think a lot of like business owners can relate to this, not just like lash artists, but like anyone who owns a business. It got to a point where I was working so hard that I'm like, what am I doing? Like, am I, I don't know if I can do this anymore. Like, it's been like two years or three years or whatever. Like, nothing's going like the way that I want it to. Like, is my passion even there still? Then I got pregnant, and I was like, and I purposely got pregnant, but I was like, am I supposed to just be a mom and not work? Like, mm-hmm. I, want, I want to be there for my baby. I didn't know what to do. So I was in like this weird limbo situation. And I there was, a <laughs> yeah, and there were some things that needed to be fixed with my business. Like there was a couple of things, couple products that weren't like to my standard, mm-hmm. but I was to the point where I was like, I don't know if I want to fix it. Like, is it worth fixing? Because manufacturing, like get, having your own brand, like, it costs a lot of money. Oh, I bet. <laughs> like, it costs so much money. And I'm like, in order for me to, like, I'd have to, like, throw away everything on the shelves and get, like, brand new stuff in order to fix this, like, one tiny little problem. But if I wanted to, like, promote that we have really high quality stuff, I had to fix it. Mm-hmm. Right? I didn't know if I wanted to, you know, because I, again, I was pregnant and then I had my baby. Her name's Marley. She's so cute. I guess she's not a baby anymore. She's like almost two. <laughs> but I had her and then um, I decided to take a really big leap in my business, I feel like. And it was something I had, I thought had nothing to do with my business, but I invested in myself. I have been to so many, con- like, business not just business conferences but like personal development conferences Mm -hmm. I've invested in so many courses in in personal workshops like what you guys do like those two you had two summits right yeah I like I love that so much and how you said it was like one of your highs just to be around people who are like ready to invest Mm -hmm. and go forward and that's pretty much what I did and I continue to do that I got a business coach business coaches are like everything like it's I I love it and right when I invested in myself was when I realized that's what I needed the whole time. Mm-hmm. I was struggling in my business. And once I invested in myself, my business started skyrocketing. And so this last November, I decided to make the decision that we have to get rid of all of our product. And we have to bring out new product. We have to fix this problem. And so I did. I literally like... It was so painful, but I got rid of everything on the shelves. That's like thousands and thousands. Tens of thousands of dollars. Of dollars. Did yeah. you like liquidate it or did you like just chuck it in <clears> the Yeah, trash? I mean, 
Um, yeah, because I, I was thinking about maybe I can put things on like clearance, which I actually did. I put a lot of the stuff on clearance and then it got to a point where I'm like, it makes me sick to think like, I don't want people to have this anymore. Like mm-hmm. I know it's just a little problem. It was like a tiny little problem with the end of the sticky strip, like coming up. Like, you know what I mean? It was just like such a small problem, but like, I couldn't stand having my name on it when I'm coming out with new stuff. Does that make sense? Like yeah. I'm fixing the quality of it. I don't want that quality to be there still for mm-hmm. people to buy and so I yeah we switched it all out and we relaunched and it has been like the best thing ever same thing with my training program I decided you know we I was kind of in a like I didn't know where I wanted to go with it I had to relaunch it and I did and it was like the best thing ever and now I'm here and I decided to I want people to get to know me more because I do have so Bua Beauty is like my baby and I have been like I feel like I've been raising it mm-hmm. <laughs> in a way do you know what I mean for the past few years and it's been it's been a huge roller coaster yeah um but so worth it and I've learned so much from it I've learned a lot about myself and other people and who to invest in and who not to invest in mm-hmm. <laughs> type mm-hmm. of a thing and now I'm to the point where I'm like you know what I want that business to keep going and keep growing and I want to be able to hire things out like social media and things like that. So I decided to take a huge leap and it, it, it might not seem like huge to other people, but for me it was to make a completely separate Instagram for my page because it wasn't. It was kind of like all in one. It was it, For me it seemed kind of like chaotic. Yeah. Like I was talking to like all my peeps and then I was like talking to lash artists too. So like my audience was like so different. I wasn't clear on my audience. Yeah. It's yeah. so were. hard. We were Yeah. There. Yeah. And I felt like I couldn't talk about certain things because like it wasn't lash related, but then it's like, it's okay if it's not lash related because I need to get to know you. you know yeah. I mean? it's, yeah. It's just weird. So anyways, I just switched it over to a new page, which was kind of painful because like I built up like my following and like stuff like that on this one so I'm kind of like in a way starting over <laughs> it feels like um and then I just want people to get to know me more because I have more to offer than that and I have bigger goals and bigger dreams that I'm going after as me as a human so that I can you know be sustainable later in my life and have re- residual income and stuff like that so I know it's kind of long but that's kind of where I'm at I'm very condensed version yeah. well, of just, all of that. I just came up with like yeah. 50,000 questions as you we were know, talking. Man. I want to like dive into each yeah. piece. No, go for it. Um, one question just really quick um, was, so you said you've partnered with a few people and you've got, been burned by it. So what is your advice to someone that wants to partner? Because I've had bad partnerships and like now I'm in a great partnership. So I totally get <laughs> like the being burned. And yeah. so what, what would your advice be to someone that wants to partner? What to look for? Yeah. Who to choose? I think the biggest advice I can give when you're like opening a business or you decide that you want to partner with someone with your business is don't do it on a whim. Yes. That's what I do. Amen. <laughs> yeah. And I, I get really excited. Like if you approach me about like an idea or something, I'm stoked and I want to like run with it like right now. I don't want to think about it. Like I like it. I know I like it. Like let's do this. And that's kind of what I did. Um, I liked what I heard. Everything hurts. Like, everything hurt. Sounded. Everything <laughs> sounded really good. It always um, does. <laughs> yeah. And then I got to know the people. Get to know them first. 
make sure you're like your core values are like the same. You guys is have the same. Is this you bringing partnerships into your business or are you mm-hmm. partnering on their business? Um, so what I've done like both. Yeah. So they had like ownership, everything into my business. Um, another thing that I would say like really big advice is especially if you are the owner, you are the person who's like created the business and you're bringing partners in is making sure that you own the majority of the business mm-hmm. so that they can't like overpower you or like, I know that sounds like so bad. If you're partnering, you guys should go in like, don't be 50, 50. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Especially when like, when you founded it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. You want to have the last decision. The Someone last needs to be like the last decision maker. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I would say those two things are huge. Not acting quick too quickly and what was my last one? Oh my gosh. Keeping majority ownership. Yeah, yeah. Keeping majority ownership, I think. Yeah. And and being okay, like I actually am so happy that I've gone through stuff like that. Cause I would have never known how important contracts are. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I knew nothing about contracts. Read your I, contracts. <laughs> I know seriously and I I would just sign out anything. Yeah. I mean, people shouldn't just start sending Especially me stuff. Especially like, if it was like more than two pages, yeah. I'm not looking at it. Yeah. Now, I don't care if it's like 20 pages, I'm reading every mm-hmm. word because I've signed And sending some it to someone. Tracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like sending it to someone. So like when we were trying to get out of partnerships and stuff like that, it was kind of hard. I didn't know how hard it was going to be because I didn't really read the whole thing and I didn't understand the whole thing, like the wordage and everything. Mm-hmm. So it's good to like bring those kind of contracts to somebody who can like even like dumb it down for you if you're not like familiar with the lingo yeah Yeah. you know what I mean and contracts are negotiable if you're not happy with what's in it you can change it and Mm -hmm. then talk to them and work something out so read your contract yeah but even if you're in a contract even if you're in one like right now people who are like listening are in one and they're like I don't know what to do because I'm in a contract and like did I make a big mistake I mean I don't want to call it a mistake but like now a few years later like it's like the best thing that ever happened to me because mm-hmm. I learned so much from it and going forward with even more business ventures like I'm excited to have that knowledge and people can tell you stuff all day long like I can say like, read your contracts do this do that but when it comes down to it and you're in the moment sometimes you have to learn for yourself yeah unfortunately yeah. well we even like Kristen like I don't know if we've even shared our story on here but I know a lot of people know Kristen's story and she we she had a bad partnership that went bad and kind of the same thing happened where she didn't know what she signed she thought she was 50 50 Mm -hmm. but it turned out she wasn't at all so when we were leaving anyways it was just really messy but we learned a lot from it but then even last year not we 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 learned a lot and we were like we will never partner with anyone you know obviously we're partners together but like anyone else we won't ever bring anyone else into our business to be a partner but then we have like hired consultants or like business coaches Yeah. And like not, and, and just being like, cause it seems like such a different thing that we're like, oh yeah, like we'll just sign this. But, and, and we've got, always like what you hear. <laughs> and it always right. sounds better than it There's is. There's always a pitch that sounds like yes. it sounds good. And yeah. so like we've gotten burned like <clears throat> multiple times. Like it wasn't like, it just took us one time to like learn that and be like, okay. But like it, even last year we've like, last year, like six months ago. <laughs> yeah. We've like lost like thousands of, I mean, we paid people thousands of dollars right. and then not got what we expected. Right. And it was, it all goes back to the contract. Mm-hmm. Well, and part of like what our last mistake was that that pitch sounded so awesome. We thought we were all on the same page mm-hmm. and we just 
trusted that every all of this was, you know, mm-hmm. like we, in good faith, like we both yeah. were on the same page. But the contract was very vague. So when it came down to it, they weren't really responsible for what they had promised. And we couldn't expect them to because... The contract contract didn't say anything. But the conversation before the contract was very specific. And then the contract was very vague. So then when we were looking at the contract, we're like, well, that was our fault. Because even though we talked specifics, it wasn't written in the contract. So so we just kind of had to cut ties with that (laughs) as well. But, But it's like... And we, like, cut ties before our contract was even over. Like, you can do that, too. Yeah, if you're, like, feeling yeah. stuck or feeling like, oh, crap, I don't know if this is working. Like, you don't have to keep going mm-hmm. just because you're in a contract. You totally. will probably lose maybe some money, but right. it's worth it. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. I had to pay out everything. Do you know what I mean? I had to yeah. buy them out, essentially, as far as partner go- partners go. And I was just going to say, when you were talking about, like, contracting things out... I feel like that could almost be like a good way of starting a partnership is like maybe hiring them for certain things, you know what I mean? And then down the road, if you feel like it's a really good fit and you guys vibe well together, you can maybe take it a step further if it feels right to you. Do you know what I mean? That's really good advice. Yeah. Um, Anything else you want to say about partnerships? I had another question, but I forgot. About partnerships or just about what she was saying? About what we were just talking about, but if not, it's okay. I think too, like, um, another thing that I can say with that is like, people ask me a lot about friends. So I kind (laughs) of work with one of my friends on, um, we just like promote like hair product and stuff like that. And I work with her and she even like helped me train with lashes. Like she would come help me and she's like one of my best friends. Okay. And we work really, really well together. Um, but we know our boundaries. Mm-hmm. type of a thing so if you're going to be working with friends it's hard to work with friends and family sometimes you don't want to hurt feelings you don't want to ruin relationships stuff like that um so i think like if you're going to be partnering with friends or family or even hiring things out to them you have to be very clear and very specific on the expectations and like not take things personal if there needs to be like criticism somewhere yeah. you know what i mean mm-hmm. so yeah and Oh my gosh. I just remembered what I was going to say. Now I just forgot <laughs> it again. It's fine. <laughs> no. Oh my gosh. What was I just going to say? It like hit me and then I just forgot it again. Okay. Never mind. If it comes up again, I'll ask it. <laughs> gosh dang it. Okay. So. Okay. I'm so mad I forgot what it was. I want to know specifics with. Because um, we get asked a lot. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are doing services and they're making a lot of money and they're they're like whatever they have that part of their business going Mm -hmm. but I think people especially like with Instagram and stuff are seeing all these people doing all these other things and I think people are starting to get ideas like Mm -hmm. what more can I do should I do a product line should I teach courses should I um I don't know host classes like whatever it is I think people are trying to go be be like be more than just an esthetician doing services. So I want to like know specifics for them of how it really is do it, like having a product, a big yeah. product line. It's hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard and it looks really glamorous online. Um, but there's a lot of things on the back end that people don't see. Um, but I would say like before even like moving forward, like say you're, you do services like 
on the regular that's your normal job or even anything even if you don't do beauty services even if you're just like wondering like i don't know what to do with my life but i know i want to do something um something that i've actually been working on a lot like with one of my with my coach who i love so much i was like in such a big rut i didn't know where to go from here i knew i wanted something even bigger like i love my business boo beauty i love it so much and it's still going but i have something else to offer too inside of me and so she had me do like some exercises and stuff and what i got from it is when you feel like you need to like do something more you want to do something more whether it's like oh i think i would like a product line or maybe i would like to be like create my own training program or whatever it is you want to do is i think you need to like really sit down and this is what i did um and write out like what does your dream life look like like 20 years from 10 years like five years 10 years 20 years when you're like 80 whatever like what does your life look like and be specific about that um that way you can kind of like do you want to have like a residual income like always coming in like what does your life look like are you like for me okay i'll just say this i have like i feel like i want expensive things because oh, yeah. that's like my taste like i always like want to buy all the clothes and i want to buy all the things like on instagram and stuff and in my world like I don't want it to be an issue if I want to like buy something right mm -hmm. so right now as I'm like trying to figure out what I want to do what I want to do now is going to affect the rest of my life pretty mm -hmm. much type of a thing do you know what I mean so whether it's a product line that you want to like work your butt off <laughs> for the next like years and years I mean I'm still like doing stuff with my product and it's been like four years do you know what I mean like it mm -hmm. takes a really long time um but I think it's just being really clear on like where you want to go like do you want to be in the beauty industry like 10 years from now because if you don't see yourself in the beauty industry 10 years from now is creating a product line really going to like help you do you know what I mean yeah. get to where you want to be because I feel like the goal I feel like so many people want to hustle and get like this big huge business all the time but is that your goal in life or is your goal in life ready to like be happy with your family something you know what I mean like do you yeah it yeah it's kind of like yeah I refer back to Gary Vee a lot on here but I was listening to a podcast one of his podcasts and he was talking about this and he was like he was like everything like people say they want a million dollars you know they want to earn a million dollars and mm -hmm. he's like and you can do that but like it all comes at a cost and so he's like for me like that is like truly like I have this like drive and that's truly what I want. But he's like, I was up until I don't even remember the specifics, but it was like up until I was 35, I had only taken two vacations. Mm -hmm. Like he's like, people say they want this life, but then I go look at their Instagram and they're like going to Europe every year and going, you know, they're going on all these vacations and it's like, that's fine. Like, that's great. But like, it's like, you can almost like can't always have both because like, it's going to take you 10 years of like serious like if you literally want to be a millionaire like it's gonna take you years of like only doing that to like get to that point you know mm -hmm. and I know there's obviously people who probably do it other ways but it, it was just really interesting to hear him because you look at him and you're like he has all these like you know all these multi-million dollar companies and he's doing all this stuff but like for him to be like yeah but there was like all these years that people don't know about where I was literally only hustling and like but one thing he said was let's well, stop calling it hustling like it's work 
Like, it is work that I was doing this mm-hmm. whole time. Like, yeah. it's hard work. Yeah. Not just, like, you know, cute little phrase we put on it, like, let's hustle. It's <laughs> hustle hard today. Like, it's work. And that's what got him to the point that he's at. Yeah. So, it's, like, so I think that's really good advice because it's, like, like, for me, like, yeah, I want a million dollars, but, like, I want to travel, like, right now. I want to, like, go, you know, see the world. And so, it's, like, I would rather... But also, you, it's hard because you have to have money to do that. But it's like, I would rather be able to have the freedom. And me and Kristen talked about this at our summit. People were asking us, like, kind of how much we work and what our schedule's like. And it's like, our business is important and we want our business to keep growing, obviously. But, like, we both are on the same page where it's like, we want the flexibility and the freedom to, like, have a happy life right now and have mm-hmm. a balanced life and go out to lunch with our friends and go on trips with our families and even if it comes at the cost of not making as much money as if we stayed home and did clients all day you know so anyways yeah that was just reminding me of that is it's like I love that so I think that would be a really good exercise just writing down like what do you want your life to look like because yeah yeah well and people I think people see other people like oh my next step is to be a trainer my next step is to have a product line I think it's good to all write down what you want your dream like, what you want your life to look like, but also write down like what are your strengths. That way you can see like what you are good at and you can even ask like your friends and family like, "Hey, will you like text me over a couple things that you think I'm good at?" Mhm. Then you can kind of evaluate and like, do you know what I mean? It just mm-hmm. kind of helps you in the direction that you want to go um as far as like what your next step is. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That's funny. We talked about that at the summit too and we also said to survey your clients and figure out why they're coming to you. Um, That's like a good what one. it is about your experience is different. Why do they trust you as a lash artist mm-hmm. versus somebody else or whatever service it is that you're providing yeah. them? So yeah, that's really good advice. Um, so I know you recently switched your Instagram with a very large following to your personal one and then creating a new one for Bua. So, and I'm sure you've had the other one for a long, since you began. How long have you had the, your original account? Oh, yeah, since I started doing last, like 2012. Yeah, so well, it, yeah, 2014, whenever I started. <laughs> I'm like, when did I start doing lashes? Yeah. So you've had that account for what? Or yeah, seven years, eight years almost. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and now you have this new one. So my question is, mm-hmm. what? I mean, you kind of explained why you wanted to do the split, but have you noticed any differences between building now with all the algorithms and everything everyone else complains about versus in the beginning? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So I I kind of was really nervous because I have a lot of lash artists who obviously it was like a lash page. If you go to my page and you like like scroll a little bit it's like all like lash related business related building clientele tips and tricks and education stuff and then my last like few posts are like not mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I was really nervous oh, sorry <laughs> I was really nervous to make the switch because there's a lot of lash artists on there I thought my engagement was like gonna just like like just like crumble pretty much and then coming on to a brand new platform I was afraid that none of the lash artists were gonna follow me over there um but I feel like it's been like a really good decision and I feel like if I'm just consistent with what I want to um, give my my peeps Mm -hmm. (laughs) on Instagram like 
the algorithm, I don't, honestly, I don't, I can't do anything about the algorithm. And so I'm just going to do what I can. And then I'm going to let everything else kind of fall, fall into it. Yeah. yeah. Did that even, I, mean, I don't a, even know if that answered, but like, healthy way to look at it. and I, I was really scared because I'm like, is my business just going to like, is boob beauty just going to like go into the, like, or and is anyone going to see my stuff or are sales going to suffer? Stuff like that. And it hasn't. Well, and I think that goes to show that you've built a brand, not an Instagram. So yeah. your business is still thriving, even yeah. though you've had, you've pulled, uh, created a whole new platform. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's important to do. Cause I, I had to kind of take a step back and I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm only using Instagram to like reach all my people. Right. And so then I had to really think, am I making like an Instagram business or am I making like an actual business? Yeah. Right. And so that's when I really started, like, I have an email list. Like my people are on my email list. And what if Instagram just left? Yeah. Would I have a business still? And yes, I think I definitely would. Hopefully. <laughs> just <good>. kidding. <laughs> you would. But. Okay. We only have a few minutes left, but I, before we end, I want to ask, well, I want to keep talking forever, but um, I want to ask, you said, yeah, I know you're not taking as many clients now, mm-hmm. but you've there's been years where you've been building your clientele mm-hmm. and you've had like ups and downs with your clientele. So mm-hmm. I would just want you to give like three tips or your best advice for someone who is in that place where they're trying to build a clientele. How, how do you do that? <laughs> Um, I would say my advice for that would be, first of all, and I think I t- we talked about this earlier, but you have to show up. Like, I, 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 how blunt can I be here? Be blunt. <laughs> I, I have a lot of people who come to me who are like, oh, I'm struggling with clientele. Like, I just can't do it. Like, there's too many lash artists here in Utah. Or like, I'm like, do you know how many people are in the world who like don't even know what lashes are still mm-hmm. do you know what I mean like people will say that to me I just can't do it this and that and they don't show up they post every month or they don't show up on their Instagram stories and things like that building your clientele you just you have to show up I would say show up is like one of the biggest things so would you and define also, show up showing up as in show people that you're show people that you're working your business so if it's going to be on social media, you, you need to show your face on social media. You mm-hmm. need to get on your Instagram stories and you need to educate them on like why they should be coming to you. Mm-hmm. You know, like that you're in the studio today and this is what you're doing and this is what you have to offer and like have them get to know you so they're like, oh wow, like I'm always seeing her kind of on my feed. It yeah. Get, it gets you in their heads more oh, yeah. too. And I think showing up to your studio, even if you don't have clients, yeah. like oh, absolutely. go to work, absolutely. be there. You can be working on other parts of your business, but show up. What if someone walks yeah. in or calls in that day? You're ready to take them. Yeah, exactly. So I would say definitely show up. And then also, how are you different than everybody else? Right? You have to be super, super clear on that. And you, there are so many ways to like up your level of service that people will like be attracted to you. Whether it's like, um, I mean, whether it's like you have a cute room, but not only that, but it's like how you're treating them. So like when they walk in, are you offering them something? Are you offering them a drink or a snack or whatever? You're helping them off the little things. Like even like when they're laying down and you come to the side and you are like offering them a hand to sit up, like you do these little things for them. You have a stool or something that they can, if you're, my bed is like so high, <laughs> like having a stool there so they don't have to jump off like little things like that. I feel like people do notice, um, and we'll, 
totally set you apart. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or even like having an email. I was shocked. I did a poll a while ago about like how many people have an email list for their clients. Mm -hmm. And like almost everybody said no. Like it was crazy. But it's cool because having an email list for your clients is another way that you can get to communicate with them. So for example, you know, maybe their first time coming, you have like an after, like an email that gets sent to them afterwards, like checking up on them and like having all of the care instructions after, I mean, all of the aftercare instructions so in an hard. email so that they have no excuses to come back and like, oh, I didn't know I had to do that or I didn't yeah. know how to do that. Like my retention this, well, it, it's all on this email. Like you need to yeah. tell them like it's going to be sent to them. And then, you know, maybe you have a goal of like sending an email every single month, mm-hmm. whether it's about like your referral program. Referral programs are huge. Send out, send an email out and just like let them remind know, people. remind them about mm-hmm. it and Things like that. I think you can do like some really cool things with like email marketing when you're building a clientele, yeah. which I don't feel like a lot of people have that. And as much as as old as email is, like it is not going anywhere. From all the yeah. things I read and podcasts I listen to, like mm-hmm. it is still the number one marketing yeah tool. Like yeah, and if you think about it, every big company. <laughs> that is still in business, like, mm-hmm. you're getting those emails every day. Yeah. Sometimes it's annoying, but, like, mm-hmm. you obviously still see them, and it's obviously <laughs> working. So, yeah. yeah. But I think sometimes we think that maybe emails aren't as important because, yeah. like, we're a younger generation and everything's on social media. But, again, you own your email list. Mm-hmm. Like, if anything were to happen to social media, you would lose all your followers, mm-hmm. everything. Like, you, you do not own that. Mm-hmm. But your email list... You own that information so you can still have a business if something were to happen to Instagram or Facebook or wherever you're at. Yeah. And you can even offer it, like, not just to your clients, but you can offer it to, like, other people who are, like, interested in your stuff to be on it so that, like, you know, if you have... I mean, I'm not all for giving, like, deals and discounts on services Mm -hmm. at all, Um, but just so that they're in the loop about other things. So maybe you're, like, building your brand up by, like you know, sharing, like, for me, I love styling my hair and stuff like that, so maybe I would send my clients, like, a style that I did, and they love that. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so that other people will have something to gain from your emails, too, and then when they want to book with you, they're being reminded through their emails. Yeah, it doesn't all have to be, yeah, book with me, book with me. Or even, like, playlists, like, people come in, like, oh my gosh, what playlist is this for? Great, like, maybe your monthly email is, like, an Here's awesome playlist place. that you play in the studio. Yeah, that's cute. Or something. I love you know, that. like, there's so many things you can do. So get creative. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but get exactly. building those email lists. <laughs> yeah. But one thing that we've done lately with our email list and has made our life so much easier was just doing automated emails. Mm-hmm. So we literally don't have to think about it, and people are getting our emails. You just batch it. Well, not even that. That's a great idea, too, but. We use um, Square for everything, and I noticed that they had Square Marketing that you could create um, automated campaigns. So I got on and I made a campaign on everyone's birthday. They get an email on mm-hmm. everyone's after their first visit. They get an email thanking them for coming in, and we actually did five dollars off their next service just to bring them back. Yeah. And if they've lapsed, so if they've come in before and they haven't been in within like three or four months, then they'll get another email inviting them back in with a ten dollar off. 
cool. Because like it is that. so much cheaper to, as everybody knows, to hold on to the clients that you already have versus finding new clients. Yeah. So take care of the ones you have. Yeah. yeah. So we're doing those. We I set up those automated emails. I didn't have to think about it, and people are getting those to bring mm-hmm. them back in. So cool. Yeah, I like that. Take advantage of things like that. But then batching our monthly newsletters or whatever else it is that you decide to email out yeah. to your clients. And it doesn't even have to be like extravagant. Like people are like, oh, how much time do I have to like? I mean, I just do MailChimp, yeah. and mm-hmm. it's super awesome because you can literally just go there, pick a template create what you want to create and it doesn't have to be fancy as long as you're doing it that's and probably enough. the shorter the better honestly yeah, so. yeah, yeah totally totally and you can even have like on your email it a book now button or whatever and they can literally book yeah right always have a link do you know to what i mean whatever yeah even but if I like it's that. about like a tutorial or tips and tricks like giving them a link to your website or, or even like your, your if you have a youtube channel like give them a link to your youtube yeah, channel get them out of their to, inbox yeah to your site or yeah yeah your yeah, social exactly. media or wherever you want them to be. <clears throat> totally. So good. How I just wanted to, I know it was a couple years ago, but how have you been like juggling being a mom? I guess it wasn't a couple, I guess you're still a mom, but like <laughs> <laughs> with a fresh baby mm-hmm. and now it's probably totally different, but yeah. how have you been able to juggle being a mom and like running your business? Yeah. So this is kind of like a, <laughs> I feel like everyone through social media thinks like, oh yeah, like. They, she has a life, she like has a kid and she's running a business and everything like that. But it, to be completely honest with you, it's been really hard. It's been really hard because I didn't know what mom guilt really felt like. Mm-hmm. I mean, I knew what dog mom guilt felt like <laughs> and I didn't want to my dog at home for so long, but like I feel it quite often and I feel like I've gotten better at it because I just have realized like. I'm not only building a business for myself, but I'm building it for her so that we can have a more comfortable life. I'm teaching her how to work hard and get what she, like, whatever she wants, she can work for it. You know what I mean? Um, So I just have to, like, take myself out of that and just, like, think about what I'm doing for our family and things like that and it helps with like the mom guilt so as far as like balancing it I don't think that part ever gets like easy (laughs) I don't think it gets balanced but I think if you're in the right mindset and you know why you're doing what you're doing like it gets easier Mm -hmm. um but I definitely have so many days where I'm just like I have like she's crying or something's happening and I'm like trying to finish something or whatever and I just have to tell myself like okay I have to put everything away and I spend time with her, and then when she goes to bed or whatever, I can get this back out. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Because I don't want my business to run my life, which it sometimes feels like that, and it usually always does run my life, and that's, like, something something else I've been working with my coach on, too. Like, her big thing is, like, she's help, she's trying to help me, like, run my business and not have my business run my life. Mm-hmm. That's good. Which I think I have gotten caught in it so many times, and I feel like it's, like, strained some relationships to be honest because I put my business in front of everything else you know what I mean so yeah. like <laughs> I'm like am I even answering this question but no, as far as really like good. yeah it's like balancing it is like I don't think it does come balanced but I feel like you can manage your time better mm-hmm. like I feel like you can you know use no keep going <laughs> okay <laughs> um I feel like you can use your time a little bit better like scheduling out because I feel like before you have like a baby or like a kid or whatever um, or other obligations if you don't have children it's like just scheduling the time out 
mm-hmm. that you need and being having more of a schedule instead of being like I remember before I had Marley I was just like I can do anything whenever I want to like it's all good yeah and now it's like I have to be a little bit more mindful of like where my time is going so that I make sure that I have like my time with her is valuable and I don't miss her like growing up type of mm-hmm. a thing you know what I mean because mom guilt is like I've yeah I've been I've cried over it a million times been so emotional about it but I think it's a good thing for our kids to see us work yeah yeah I really like that advice I think that was great and yeah I'm nervous but I'm so excited for yeah. the next chapter but I know it's gonna be hard so I just love hearing and it's, it's inspiring to see that people make it work and so I, I like honestly like thought I wasn't gonna make it work I don't think I said this earlier in the podcast, but um, I almost quit everything. Like, literally everything. I wanted to quit everything. And I remember just, like, sobbing to my husband, like, being like, I don't think I can do this anymore. Like, I'm supposed to be a mom, and how am I going to do this? I have this newborn baby. Like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Um, And that's when I started really figuring out, like, what I wanted as a human and, Mm -hmm. like what I wanted our life to look like and diving deep into like personal development. Um, cause I felt like I wasn't going to be my own human anymore. <laughs> Turns out I am. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, yeah, I almost quit everything for it because of like mom guilt. Yeah. And I'm glad I didn't. I'm glad you did it. I know. <laughs> you are killing it and your little girl. So cute. Oh my gosh. Thank you. She's so much fun. I love her. Kate, thank you so much. This was so yeah, fun. Was fun. Where can everyone find you? What are the two accounts that you want them to look at? Yeah, up? so my account is Elise Marie Carter. And how do you spell Elise? A L I S E. Perfect. Marie Carter. And then, so yeah, and then Bua Beauty Co. What does e. Bua stand for? So Bua is an, actually an Irish word. And the best way I can describe it is it's like the feeling of satisfaction. Like when you just like nailed something, like if you do a lash set or like a haircut or whatever it is and you like did it so good and you're like, I nailed that. That's like your own feeling of Bua. I love that. That I, that I did not know that. So yeah, that's I thought it was an acronym. So I'm glad I asked. I know yeah. everyone's like, is it BUA or no, it's Bua. But honestly, if you call it BUA, that's totally fine too. <laughs> whatever way. All right, so make sure you check her out on Instagram at Elise Marie Carter. And while you're at it, check us out at Beauty Mavens Collective. And we will see you next week. XO Beauty Mavens.